up, music people? Uh, cool episode tonight, uh, today, whenever. Um, the, uh, the group interview podcast thing is still a little bit new for me, so uh, hopefully you guys can get some, uh, some of the same enjoyment you get out of the uh, individual interviews. It's a really cool uh, format. It's you know kind of just five guys sitting around a table as opposed to two guys. But um, today we have uh, Zero Detail. Uh, they're a group from from Houston and the surrounding areas uh, that I've actually gone ahead and joined up with. I'm gonna play drums and maybe melodica, whatever uh, these guys don't want to play. Uh, I'll be playing with them on stage. Um, so we, we've. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've signed on with them, and uh, we're currently looking to book some shows, of course, and write some new music. So, need a band for an event? Then you can uh, pay us lots of money. That'd be cool. Um, I do want to have. There's a few disclaimers for this episode. Um, unlike the other episodes that we've done, uh, there are some times where we use some colorful language. Um, you know, it's it's sort of it's five grown-ups sitting around a table, and there's going to be a few, few curse words. Um, I thought it would be better to preserve that, like the conversation, as organic as possible, and not censor it necessarily. Um, but since that is sort of a new thing, it's not necessarily something you've come to expect. I wanted to make that evident right up top, so um, just so you can be aware. It should have the uh, the little iTunes explicit whatever pop-up thing just so you know um so so there's that um i also a new thing that i wanted to do since i'm um started to pick up some more shows give you guys some dates i'm going to be playing around uh, the houston area quite a bit over the summer so i wanted to share some of those dates if you guys were interested to come and see me play um so the first uh, first group uh, i'm going to share with you guys is the woodlands concert band it's a neat little community band kind of right down the street um, and we've got our you know, our big summer show coming up we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have two dates and so it'll be the 22nd of June at 7 30 p.m. that's gonna be at the Woodlands Community Presbyterian Church and the 25th of June at the Christ Church United Methodist at 7 p.m. so there's a Wednesday and a Sunday show um, so if you would like, you can catch one of those. We're also going to be doing a July 4th little event um, at, I think it seems like 8 in the morning. I can't remember exactly where it is, but I'll uh, post about it as soon as this comes up. All of this hopefully will end up on uh, the bands in town, and so you can look at the events portion of the website um, as soon as I get those up there. should be pretty soon. Um, Next, coming up next would be um, Hit the Hits Theater, which is like an educational theater. It's really cool. Um, I'd love for you guys to check out and see what they're doing. They just got finished with a weekend of Peter Pan shows. Uh, they're actually doing Peter Pan all summer with the, um, they have like a beginners and a juniors group they call it. Uh, if you want to see exactly what that means, uh, come check out the shows. The shows will be 23rd of June, the 22nd and the 23rd of June. 28th of July, the 4th of August, and the 19th and 20th of August. Again, that's the Hits Theater. Um, that's down in the Heights, so if you're looking for something to do on one of those days, 
Uh, it's it's really good. I you know I'm, I'm really digging what they're what they're about over there. Um, also, Ed hits uh, on the eighth and 9th of July. I'm going to be playing Sideshow, Peter Pan, most of the summer. Sideshow a little bit uh, as well there with uh, different different groups, but still through hits theaters. That out. Um, the the last thing I'll share with you guys is um, you may have seen me before. You may have heard me talk about uh, Joe Burleson's Uptown Jazz. So much fun to to play with those guys. We've got a few shows coming up. Um, thankfully, it's kind of easy easier to remember. Uh, we play the first Monday of every month. Uh, you know, with a few notable exceptions, but none coming up. We have the first Monday at 7.30 at the Dosi Do Big Barn there in spring. Uh, you can look that up. I'll put links to the website. It should be on every event. But, um, you can see me there on the 3rd of July, 7th of August, and the 4th of September. Um, the next few shows are also on there, but those are just next. Um, last thing I really want to talk about and something I think that you guys should check out if you uh, feel inclined to do so is the Houston Pride celebration. Um, I went last year. It was it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's it's just a really good time if if you feel so inclined or if you're you know you think you're on the fence about going to an event like that. Um, please do yourself a favor and at least go for a little bit. Um, if you're in the area, it's not not too expensive to get in. You, it's not too expensive to have some fun. Um, and I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of, uh, you know, equality, and uh, I have lots of friends that are part of the LGBT community, um, and and also, you know, just a lot of I'm friends with a lot of like, allies. Um, it's it's that's a big part of who I am is, is the equality and uh, the, the outreach thing. Um, so just because it's not necessarily it's a few steps. Uh, not necessarily pertinent to music. Uh, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on that, but I do want you to, to let you guys know that you know a lot of a lot of musicians and artists go to that, and it's a good place to, to you know meet some folks and um, you know expand your mind a little bit, something you don't normally do. So, um, so the intros won't normally be this long, but I had a few things to share with you guys, and uh, did want to mention Pride a little bit. So. Um, Without further ado, here is zero detail. Yeah, I had about I had about ten plugins on the tray. Yeah, I invited Trey and I invited Big and his posse of engineers. So we're uh, we're going. Oh yeah. Hello. As, yeah, right now. So, um. It's this is a always going to be a a work in progress the the group podcast thing but uh, <clears throat> if I I will do silly host things and so you guys can make fun of me if you want. Um, Look at your glasses. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, see if we're still. Oh, it's not still. Okay. Um, so yeah, I am sitting here with the uh, zero detail dudes. Um. So it's a good way to kick off summer, I think. Um, you know, playing some shows, writing some music, and talking with some guys. So uh, first, thanks, thanks guys for coming on um, my weird show. Um, thanks for having me. 
Oh, okay, people. I feel super awkward right now. Just you know, that's uh, that's good. That's fun. That's a good place to start. So, uh, um, yeah, it's just it's supposed to be as, as organic and and you know fun and whatever you know. If the cat's making noise or you guys want to take music, you guys it's fine. Um, Can I get a closer up on the mic? If you want, preferably. And I'm gonna have. To, I mean, yeah, let the people listening know that you're asking. You gotta be able to, be able to see. That is, oh, that is one thing. Open it up. Oh, I feel so jealous for everybody listening who cannot smell these cookies. These cookies are, are pretty fantastic. They're still warm. Oh, it's gone now. It's Actually, the cookies. <laughs> um, I guess it is a cookie. <laughs> Not powers. Not makes everything, so we should all. Um, so, uh, one of the things I, I like to do uh, with with bands is to um, to hear the sort of origin story, and I'm I'm the newest member, so uh, welcome. Can I know the least? <laughs> well, thanks, guys. But um, yeah, I mean, well, who the fuck left their phone on, John? <laughs> the host. It's his podcast. He can do. The host wants. can do whatever he wants. Wow. <laughs> But uh, so, and tell me, somebody who's been in, somebody who's been in longer. How, how did uh, how did you guys start? How did how did we get together and start making music? And actually, oh. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. So Alex and I have known each other since middle school. Um, so we've been friends quite a long time. It's been. A very fun friendship. We love to hate each other and uh, cause each other physical pain. All right. Um, but we, so we, we were friends all through through middle school, high school, and we were always making separate musical works, just just really dumb stuff, things that were funny. Just you go back and listen to some of them, and they're just like, wow. <laughs> uh, like we'd be in the classes where you'd have projects in the year, and some people would do like one presentation like we uh, poster and stuff other people would do music stuff we'd be yeah that's cool fucking nerd yeah that's a good I, yeah that's a good place to get started I mean well, I, it's not done yet John if you would quit interrupting I, I won't <laughs> I refuse obviously no uh and then you know we both went to different colleges and during our time in college Alex and Matt met each other and they started playing in their own band um, we still maintain our friendship, Alex and I, through through college, and we still hang out every time we were back in the same town and go visit each other, whatever. Um, and then we came back and we graduated, got our own job, and I kind of had this idea: I want to start making an album and doing like guest artists for for different songs. I was like, hey, Alex, you want to do this? And then Matt and Robert had to come over one time. We invited them to come over and, and play, and then we just. My idea never took off. We never did that. We just kept playing with, with Matt and Robert for a while. Robert was our first drummer. Uh, Matt mm-hmm. and I knew him. Well, Matt knew him probably longer. We knew him in high school, right? Yeah, I met him junior high. Yeah, I mean, dang. Yeah, I knew him in junior high. I met him first, actually. In, uh, at Texas Tech University. I, I met him first. Well, okay. As far as <laughs> band, I guess you're right. <laughs> well, time. as far as like the rest of the band, I'll get to the second one. Didn't know but I met him before I met you. Robert. 
I'm it's so nice glad that finally yeah, happened. It's been really awkward. I know. I stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we were in a basketball band in college, me and Robert. Um, Robert and I were roommates. And that began to like uh, get our own little band in college. Uh, we played a couple of shows. And then uh, we all ended up living in the North Houston area. So we still are. Brought Taylor into the group. And then uh, Taylor and Brad. So then Brad. Yeah, we, were, we had a couple songs. We jammed together for a while, just me, Matt, Alex, and Robert. And then after we had some material together, we were looking really hard for a vocalist. We tried out a couple people. Um, had Brad come along. He said he was interested. And So I met, actually, Brad. I met him through a friend of mine in high school. Her name was uh, Sarah Heptig. And she started dating one of Brad's best friends. And at that point, we just kind of merged friend groups. So I met him years and years before this actually formed and uh, kind of a small world though everything. I didn't even know who played guitar until Ooh. yesterday. <laughs> and even then I wasn't sure what, shit. what like <laughs> about the band. I, I, I don't even remember if I was sure that what instrument you played. <laughs> I was on Snapchat and I played like a little blues oh, yeah, lick. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, hey man, seems like you're playing some blues. You gotta you play much. And then that's kind of how the conversation started. Yeah. Then we eventually met John. Yeah, and now here you are. Hey, you want to drum for us? He was like, nah. But we're like, sure. Yeah, basically. But John's actually our fourth drummer. Through that, through that. That we encountered. So that's one thing. That's one thing I'm interested about, and I didn't want to uh, make it like a crap on everyone fest. But I'm, I'm kind of curious how that played out. But then I want to go back and talk. You would be curious. I've always like wanted to know if you actually were curious on how like. We started the other drummers, or like how that all went. More, more about, um, more about like how it how it went down. Not necessarily like about the necessarily the people, but like I can um, I can imagine. But I'm I'm curious the story about how uh, the revolving door of drummers. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's largely on us for not uh, really being aware of what we needed for that role and uh, what you know. Not only me, but <coughs> what we wanted as well. <coughs> um, so I think that's the biggest contributor to like the revolving door, I guess, so to speak. That's my opinion. Uh, There's probably some truth in that, yeah. Because uh, like our first guy, Robert, um, everything was going really well, um, and that one I think was just. A little bit different than the other drum guys. Uh, he he just uh, I don't I really don't know what was going on, but we lost touch with him. And so we either introduced him or he had to find somebody. Yeah. And we found we, we put on Craigslist right, mm-hmm. and we finally found a guy who was interested, and he was really nice. We really liked him, and I think uh, like I said, we didn't we weren't. We actually had tried out two other people before we started playing. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And then yeah. Alex's coworker, and then that other guy that we met on Craigslist as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then Brian, his other drummer, we we showed him. He's a cool guy. He had his own uh, jam room at his house. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Which is nice. Super we could nice finally guy. go over and play on with an Apple drum kit. Before Robert played on my electric kit yeah. at my house, which which you know was okay, but it's not like playing a cool kit. Yeah. That was actually pretty fun. 
I thought playing with LeBron. Really? And that's he had like a, cool he had like a, space. It was a cool space. He had a couch in there. It was his garage, so he converted to a jam room. He had day created. He had his kid up. It was probably elevated. Um, he he had nice a too. big, big ass TV yeah. in there. He always had like we were playing with him in the fall, so football season was going on. So he's had football games on and stuff. Mm-hmm. We practiced on Mondays. Oh, right. Monday night football. It was, it was or cool. Sunday, we played Sunday too. Yeah, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. He was he was a very nice guy. Always treated us well. Yeah. I think um, he had a little too much fun. Yeah. yeah, that was probably the issue. Um, we played with him for how long? Like two months almost, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then we went in to go record the uh, the album, and it just didn't work out. So we had to find someone new. Uh, so we had Stephen Adwell, the producer, actually play drums on those tracks for us. Um, oh, okay. In the studio. Yeah, 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 in the studio. Yeah. And then we um, found uh, Jonathan Creech. Yeah, Stevie knows Jonathan from high school. Uh, I went to high school with him too, but we didn't, like, we didn't really know, know each other too well back then. Um, but Stevie saw him play like his first video, and then we had a drum competition at high school. Got in contact with him, and then drummed with us for a little while. And, uh, he's a good drummer, a really good guy. It just kind of also didn't really work out that well. Yeah, I mean, that. that and one of the things I think is really valuable about this discussion, why I even brought it up, is like some people starting bands, um, you know, go through people and they can get really discouraged. And I mean, you, I think you just kind of have to find what fits. Right. And, um, and then there's a lot of levels to that, you know, that you don't really mm-hmm. realize until after. I mean, yeah, I'd say the best thing we, we took from all that experience, you know, you got to set your standards how you want the band to be. Mm-hmm. Have fun with everything, but also, you know, when it comes time to, you gotta practice and stick with it. Stick with everything that you want to do. Yeah. Don't don't settle for stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Be up as upfront as possible. Yeah. Uh, to set set the set the baseline for the relationship. I think you guys have kind of the boundaries defined, and you can guys let it grow. And then now you're here. Yeah. I'm here. So we set a really high bar. Uh, we told John that if he messes up even once at a show that he's gone. Um, so far, he hasn't done that. So you just look at us funny. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always look at you funny. So. No, I, I, um, I, I think you guys. I think we touched on John's speech. <laughs> it did kind of hurt. Um, I, I think touching on some some stuff is really good to to hear about bands. Um, you know. Transparency, like you guys said, setting standards, being aware of standards, I think is sort of the the biggest takeaway for me. Um, you know, I just sort of left another project that was um, again great guys, great music. I I think it was a lot of fun, just um, different directions, different goals, different ways to get you know, meet those goals. Um, and so that's that's cool. I think that's a, a good um, sort of lesson to learn and. Um, you know, I didn't want to make it too much about uh, necessarily me joining this band, but because uh, that's hopefully that story will be told sort of on stage and you know through some of my blog posts and um, through Wikipedia. Wikipedia eventually yeah. one day. Well, you can just make it right now while we're talking. Yeah. Are you allowed to make your own? Page? That one day can be yeah. this day. <laughs> I'm sure all the grades do. <laughs> <laughs> 
I bet Al Gore made his. I mean, he did make the internet. He did make the internet. That's something we can all agree on. It's unequivocal. Um, okay, so I mean that 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 makes sense. That there's just some some folks. Actually, I I know um, I don't know Creech. I drummed with the dude in college. You know, he actually drummed with him in high school too before the, the split. Um, it constantly amazes me how small the world yeah. is. This, yeah. the, also, the fact yeah, that yeah. you walked in and you were playing drums, and we had our artist Justin, yeah, Justin. come in <laughs> to watch the, the performance, and he's like, "Hey, what's up, man?" They went to middle school together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's already bad enough. Brad knows everybody. Yeah, Brad literally yeah. knows everybody. Yeah, and then how do you two know the same people? Because College Park and Oakridge were like the. Yeah, and a lot of people go to Sam Houston from mm-hmm. yeah, the Woodlands, yeah, so it's just and my it's just a Alex. cesspool of seeing everybody kind of a good word for it I actually worked with one of Trey's friends from their childhood oh Brad's friends you mean but yeah oh yeah yeah this was a funny coincidence one time I videotaped Matt at practice um, and I put him on Snapchat which I don't usually get on Snapchat but somebody apparently checked my story and it's this dude from like my mom's babysat or his mom's babysat uh my brother and I, when we were in like, it's gotta be like first, second grade, you know, like real little elementary mm-hmm. school. And uh, this dude worked with Matt now, apparently. He got on my story and was like, is that Matt Powers? And I was like, I was very confused <laughs> because he knew him, you know? But uh, that was a really cool small world for me. Dude, yeah, but, the next day at work, he yeah. talked to me about knowing Brad and everything. And it was weird. Yeah. yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I do like it. It's cool. Pretty cool, but now he comes out to shows and stuff every once in a while. That's cool too. He doesn't he doesn't really like our type of music, but that's fine. Because he loves you. So. <laughs> well, that's 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 good. And I want I want to get back to that. That's another thing that's really cool. Um, you know, and how like how we know each other and how you know we. I I like talking about like building a fan base, building a, a following and stuff, and that. Um, the, the small world thing always comes into play, especially now that we're we're kind of getting to the age where like we professionals, we have jobs, you yeah. know, we're meeting people and doing the network. I do want to go back to um, um, the material, so like the the EP stuff. Is that what you guys started playing? Is that like old songs, or is that stuff you guys came together and and wrote with Brad, or how how did that kind of come about? So all of those were worked on together. I had the questionable intentions. The tr- the title track after that was a, a tune that I'd been playing with for a while, and it was written as a two piece. Mm-hmm. And then it just sounds totally different now. And then Matt came up with with uh, fill your mind, and uh, what's that was more like, like a jam we yeah. did together. Robert, I think fill your mind was probably the, the only song. We all probably we all equally really built that song. on that one. Yeah. You came, you came with that little lick for Friday and Four. Yeah. Um, that one's probably the most I mean, we, we all came up with, I mean, each of us came up with something yeah. on every song. Yeah. But it, it usually starts out as someone's like kind of basic idea, and then it, it just evolves into mm-hmm. usually something completely different that you don't even, you won't even recognize the song after. Yeah. yeah. After we're done just messing with it and changing things and putting different parts here and there. Yeah. So it's 
it's really fun actually. I, I really like that style of writing. Well, I think it's yeah, a good style and it, it really works for us, I think. Yeah, I, I've been <clears throat> I've been pretty pleasantly surprised working with everyone because everyone's so flexible and willing to try different ideas and stuff. Um, especially when it's like your own idea. A lot of times you get it out <clears throat> and you're like, I just want it this way. You know, you don't want anybody to touch it. But uh, I think all of us are equally uh, liable or, or open-minded. Open yeah, open-minded, yeah. open to other people, you know, fucking up your stuff, basically. And it's, it's really fun to, to work with that, like, ego-free zone. Yeah. And it's fair, it's fair to say that even if any of the tracks were, had been, like, written or conceived of before, they all end up completely different with a piece of everybody in them. Yeah. Right. And so it's really kind of a cool thing to go back and listen and be like, oh, that was his part. That, that This is, you know, where this came in. Oh, I remember mm -hmm. when that was written, and, you know, this sounds totally different than it did before, and it sounds awesome. And yeah. then you kind of come up with our own cohesive sound rather than just hearing one person the whole time. And it's really a fun process. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Even even live, everybody's songs live now. I mean, we're still changing them up. Yeah. Which is, you know, still fun to do. Keeping, keeping it fresh for us. Yeah. Get, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of improving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of in the moment of whatever you're just like, oh, I love that kind of stuff. I listen to that kind of music. So. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the sort of uh, like jam band approach. Um, I, and that, that to me, like, I don't know, as, as someone who's gone through a modicum of musical training, I, that to me is like, well, that's, of course, how it should work, you know? Um, but I've come to realize um, that, like, not everyone gets that training. Not everyone understands that, you know, ensemble music is sort of a, everyone should contribute. Because um, I've talked to a lot of people I've played, you know, I played in some country bands, and country is uh, sort of notorious for, um, well, you know, uh, country. Some country. <laughs> Well, and some country music is, it's one of those things, and it's, it's, uh, what I, the, the, the thing I'm thinking about is not necessarily uh, distinct to country, but it is something I noticed heavily in that way, like, um, there's one dude who pretty much writes the music, he, he, he'll write the, he or she will write the song, like, the, the lyrics, the chord progression, um, will kind of fit a style, and then you have a drummer that plays one of three patterns. You have a bass player that plays one of three patterns. Sounds like fun. You know, well, and and some people really like it. Very like, formulaic. It's it is formulaic, and it's um, you know for for those for those cats that are out there like pouring their soul into their songs, and then they're like, okay, I sing in this way, I have this feeling in this style, and I want a band behind me. And some dudes like you know you can make a living doing that. It's, it's, yeah, I mean it's not bad. It's not bad. I mean. Some people like listening. It's good, you know, if you're in a place and you want to just, you know, listen and not actually watch. But I, I, yeah. could, I couldn't, like, could. as a musician, I could not be part of that. It's not creative enough. Like, well, I also feel like it's pretty traditional, too. If you think about, like, folk music, like, I don't mm -hmm. know, like, you know, thousands of years ago, people played music. It was folksy and it was all saying, you know, Celtic music is kind of the same thing. That's what music is the same. French music is all basically the same. Yeah, well, well, and that's what, well, that's it's what... It's kind of just like that. It's traditional, but, you know, it might not be as exciting because now we have so many different genres that have so many different things going on now. That, yeah. Some people know. are into that. Yeah. Well, if, that's, it, if it works for you, I'd say do it. And that's that's sort of the idea is, like, especially, I mean, we're in, we're in Texas, and there's a lot of people that like country music, and there are people that are fine with being in a band where one dude is required 
one person. I'm I'm gonna say dude, and people know that I'm like hyperfeminine. It's not a gender thing. Oh, <laughs> wow. But I'm offended the right the idea is that like one person is sort of responsible for all of the creativity, and the other people are just like, um, you know, a, a backing track, and that's fine because it that takes a long time to hone those skills to become right. a, a good country drummer is pocket 100% of the time, you know. They don't, no one cares about your fills. No one cares about your flash or how big your drum kit is. You need to have kick on one and three and snare on two and four. Phil Wright should have been in a country band. Huh? Phil Wright, he should have been in a country band. No. <laughs> That's no. the hardest drum part to know. <laughs> well, Maybe it's like... There's a, there's, a, there's a box, you know, that fits in. Some people feel comfortable inside a certain kind of box. Um, I've, di I've discovered that, like, I don't mind... It's not even the style, but it is the sort of the creative process. And like, um, you know, one of my one of my good friends from college, uh, a dude named Jack Nelson. I played with him for a year and a half or so. Like, recorded a record. Um, that was fun. It was super fun. But one of the the biggest differences was like, well, in that style, I don't really get to contribute that much. Um, I did actually. I helped him write, um, and I think I even have writing credit on one or two of those tracks on the album, and that was a lot of fun, but like that wasn't the normal thing. That was a random, he happened to come over and we were waiting for him. He's like, hey, I'm playing the song. He's like, try this chord, you know, try this different lyric. And um, But most of the time, like the drummer is the drummer. Um, and that's why I think, yeah, I, I, I use the term rock band as an extremely broad idea. Rock band can be a lot of different things. Um, um, I was used to say that I consider myself a rock drummer just because I wasn't a country drummer or I wasn't, a, you know, specifically a Latin drummer. But really, and I think this band is a good example of like, play every style that you've ever heard, try it, get it wrong, and then take that and bring that into it. And that we we get all get wrong and don't change it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like for example, when we're like, say we're all jamming on something like reggae, a, a reggae tried and true uh, bread artist might come and be like not reggae but it's it's close enough for us to be like it's it's relatable to it in that way um, but that's one of the, the things that i i think i was looking for as an artist as uh is to bring something different and actually be able to contribute um and like we'll just jam like any one of us have just started jam and then we all kind of fall in that's awesome um and i think one of the biggest takeaways for that and why i like talking to bands is like that's something that should be present um, if you call yourself a rock band or an indie band or a whatever, you know, everyone should kind of be contributing as, as much as they feel comfortable doing. You know, unless you're really in country music, you kind of can't. Um, kind of it. Everywhere else should be a sort of collaboration. Um, you know, and and so to to that that that's to me is a is a segue to like. Um, you know, what do you guys listen to? I, I find myself not listening to a lot of like music anymore just because I'm trying to find my own style, but that's some of my classical composer thing. But I'm curious, like, what do you guys listen to? What in, what influenced you to play and write what you do? For me, I, I grew up listening to classic rock. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much wanted to listen to that for probably through high school. And, um, Started getting into different genres in college. Um, never really got into metal, never really got into country, but I mean, I'm listening to more like, classic rap and hip hop now. Mm -hmm. um, 
disco music, I kind of like that too. Like, I was a band for. <laughs> anyway, it's all right, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Every once in a while, I'm not like gonna listen to disco like all the time. But, yeah, throw a disco song in there, and it's like all right, you know, like you got the strings in there and everything. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a neat genre. Uh, and like I was a band, I was a band in high school and college too. So I mean, I listen to classical music every once in a while. Also, mm-hmm. um, I became a composer team for like forty music. It was the last little decade of just no guitar, really. It was just mm-hmm. all band instruments. Yep. So that's kind of cool. Um, you know, bod rock, kind of neat too. Um, I know I said I don't really get into metal, but like Dream Theater is kind of a cool band. Yeah. They're technically great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun to listen to. So. Some of that has been kind of, I've been, I've been finding, like when I think of fun ideas and stuff, I try to pull influences from all that. And it helps with this band because we have songs that have two different genres mixed in together. Yeah. Um, and two different aesthetic, I think. I mean, I think all music's good, so I try not to be stuck in one genre like I was for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I love a lot of stuff. It's a little weird, you know, it's not. <laughs> that just what draws just me. Are. Yeah. I like that stuff before it was cool. <laughs> We're five dudes in a band talking to a microphone. Yeah. I some of my biggest influences probably obviously Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of you guys can hear that in like California. I take a lot of influence from them. I love the music. Their older stuff though. Their newer stuff, I can take it or leave it. Yeah. Older funky stuff, even back to the eighties. Yeah. Cool. Frank Zappa, huge influence on me. He's just insane and a musical genius. So, and he's super comedic in his style of mm-hmm. writing. So I try not. I guess learning from him is you know don't take things too seriously in music because at the end of the day it's just music. So you know he's having fun with it. He writes all sorts of genres of music. Mm-hmm. Ween is another band I really like because they write styles of music so I think that's one of the things like I would love to contribute to the band is just different kind of styles not be defined by just one genre yeah so, those are some of my biggest influences I think and ska I love ska that's what they think that all day I was in a ska band in high school it was so much fun it's just really upbeat music I like playing upbeat music I'm that more too maybe I'll see the next session that's crazy I learned man I just listened to that Streetlight Manifesto and Real Big Fish in high school. Just practice their songs all the, all day and you just get good at it. Yeah, after a while, only say they're not ska. <laughs> I mean, you can, they you can, can say whatever they want, yeah. but there's a lot of ska influence yeah, at least. Yeah, so. Well, did you listen to, um, you know, you ever heard of the band Driver Friendly? Or Driver, mm-hmm. I think they're Driver Friendly. Again. Yeah, they're from the Woodlands. Yeah, this, I, I marched with some of those dudes, like, and that's cool. And that. What what you're saying? Some of your influences to me, and you guys can can comment on this, are like Frank Zappa is kind of a, a mad scientist a little bit, I think, and he's one of those he's one of those people where it's like kind of hard to say. I think, in my opinion, it's, like, it's kind of hard to put him into a genre box. That's I love that. That's what I want. Like I don't want anyone to say, oh yeah, that's a uh, unless they're like super trying to get super specific. Like yeah, that's a, a alternative rock band. I mean, each album you listen to by him is just a different style of music. He'll do Latin. I mean, he'll do jazz. Yeah. He'll do he'll do some metal influence, yeah. some funk. I mean, he's, he's all over stuff. the place. It's it's, it's amazing. I just love his work, and 
I'm not even, I haven't even broken the like flame on because he has so many albums. He has he like, like 90, he has like 90 albums. Yeah, 90 albums. <laughs> He's got a lot. Of I games. looked it up once and that's just too many albums to listen to, but maybe one day I'll get there. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's um you know the 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 mixing of, of genres is cool and I'm curious to see like what else what do you what else are we listening to? Uh, so for me, my kind of my love for music, for me, for me, for me, my love of music started when I was about uh, early high school. Uh, my dad introduced me to classic rock, and I got really into it. For that Christmas, I asked, I I only want CDs, mm-hmm. and so yes. I got CDs from all kinds of people: Van Halen, ACDC, Aerosmith. So what did you listen to before that? My mom used to play country in the car, and so oh, I would you, I would listen to that. <laughs> And so I know some of the old stuff, but I definitely am not a huge fan of country. You, you had a lifelong love of country? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and from there, I just kind of grew. I was always more intrigued and into the rock, the heavier music. Mm-hmm. Uh, ACDC was my absolute favorite. Sure. I still love ACDC. And... ACDC is good. Yeah, just good, good, good solid rock. rock it man. just it gets you pumped up. Having fun. I mean, there's nothing I, I like love these, great. These, but even new fun. stuff, man. This is like I have black eyes listening to them all the time now, man. It's, I tried. Some good songs on it. Them, I could not. <laughs> oh, that gives that. I have a I have a caveat about that. <laughs> and then after that, it, my interests got a lot heavier. I started listening to a lot of metalcore for a while, early or late college, early. I'm sorry late high school, early college, mm-hmm. and so a couple of my favorite bands, you know, I'd go through phases, like, I'm like really into this band, and then it'll kind of change, but really into this band, and all that. It comes in ebbs, of, ebbs and flows, like, I'll listen to new stuff, and I'll be, like, all one artist, and then kind of I don't listen to stuff very often. I'm mm-hmm. kind of in one of those those ebbs right now. I'm not listening to a whole bunch of stuff, but I have to say, some of my, my biggest, my most favorite artists have been ACDC, Disturbed, War of Ages, Incubus, Animals as Leaders. Mm. There's a lot of heavy stuff in there. Yeah. But I've never necessarily always played heavy stuff in the car. So when I started playing, it wasn't, oh, I'm going to go and learn this song. It was always, I just kind of want to diddle around and write some new stuff. Yeah. So I don't have any musical background at all. I just kind of played stuff until I picked up general shapes and angles. I developed a little bit of an ear for it. So I get a lot of help from these guys when it comes to mm-hmm. composing some stuff. Um, but I've always been super interested in weird sounds. And I think I think most of us here are really intrigued yeah. by guitar effects in general. Yeah, oh yeah. But one of my favorite things growing up was I'd find a guitar effect that just had no semblance of anything. It was just weird and I'd be like what can I do with this mm-hmm. what can I make sound kind of cool with this yeah and so I just kind of played that way and so I I do draw a lot of influences from heavier stuff but at the same time a lot of it is just from effects that I've you know remembered I played with before mm-hmm. you could do this kind of thing with this effect and kind of use that to do something new with a different effect what's the cool thing about being in a, in a five piece like you have room to experiment with that and like if we need it, if there's a melody we need that still can be played somewhere, you know. Um, 
and that's and that's awesome and that i've i sort of keep a running list of um you know different topics we can go down and that's um i've got a few from them but that's that's cool you know the experimental sound thing and um, that's just i'm if someone would were to go and like write every band that we mentioned they'd be like Dude, you guys listen to everything. <laughs> That's cool. I, I was I thought it would be that way, and I um, that that to me shows um, in in our sound as a band and like in our individual sound. To me, I, I hope that comes off as a compliment. Like everything we listen to informs what we do, um, and it's in a sophisticated way. I mean, there's obviously a talent component to it because anyone can kind of emulate, but it takes. Um, to me, it takes talent to synthesize and create something new with what you've learned. Um, what you've learned. Cool. So, Brad, what are, what are your favorite? Sorry, to get away with this. Thing. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was really nervous about this. I'm with you right now. I'm kind of in a lull. Uh, I'm not really sure what my biggest influence right now would be. Um, oh, Nickelback. Okay. Everyone bashes on them, but I feel like it's just this group hate. Like, why? Why? What's so terrible about them? Like, maybe their music isn't the greatest, but oh, like, there are worse. <laughs> Look at this graph! There's like, that? I am sure there's like worse <laughs> shit out there. Like, I know, like, that, what's that one song? Rockstar, right? This is everyone's jealous. There's like some satire in there. There's satire in there. They make bank. They're doing something right, you know? There really yeah, is like, nothing that wrong with Nickelback. Yeah. It just became a very popular yeah, to hate them. Exactly. For whatever reason, like, everybody jumped on to respond. Think, I, don't, I don't know, but <laughs> they're not my favorite band either, though. But I don't I honestly hate think, them. Honestly, they have more bad stuff because like, they sound like a basic band. Like, yeah, why did they, they make do it big? Sound but basic. the fact that they didn't make it that, big that's, is that's like, probably why man, they sound fucking basic. Like, if they could do it, I should be able to do it. Why can't I do it? So like the pumpkin spice latte. There you go. There you go. That's my alternative. Oh, that's perfect. I, I like that theory. I like that. Yeah. yeah. They go back is pumpkin spice. Oh my god, dude, it is. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a moment later to let the gravity of that sink in because that's, that's pretty good. That, that actually hurts. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ghost Japanese, um, which is probably like my first like, fucking world 
that made me pick up the guitar, really. Yeah. 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 She's also the vocalist. Okay. And I, I, I forget which album it is. I think it's called Esperanza. That one, the piano is phenomenal. Whoever that piano player is, I looked him up. I forgot his name now. But like everything he does, it's like these clusters, but it, it, it mimics like other stuff that's going on in the music. And mm-hmm. it's so subtle and like understated, but it's, it's beautiful. And then Lloyd Hargrove is such a good dude. He does uh, RH Factor, if you're familiar with him. Okay. But Lloyd Hargrove is most recently like, yeah. like right now right now well and that's that's a thing like it, and i think if you're doing it right in this day and age where music infinite music is accessible for very little money and very little effort um you should probably have a different group you're listening to every week every month so you know yeah. and that's that's kind of how i am i have um there's one topic I have before we can sort of segue to another, um, uh, but that's but that's cool. Um, and uh, the one of the topics that I like when I when I talk about this kind of thing is um, enjoying a group or a song or a genre versus simply respecting. Um, and actually, I, I, I took some heat a few weeks ago um, when I when I told some of my friends that I didn't like the Beatles. Um, now, like that's it's whatever because they've been around for a long time. People, they're not like the only band on the planet. But um, there's there's a few bands, and I don't want to get on my high horse and list the bands that I don't like, but I respect. I will just stay with the Beatles as as. I respect what they did for music. Like, there's no denying they changed the entire makeup of the musical world. Um, in, and a lot of their, their music is, is very good. It's just not my personal, I don't enjoy it necessarily, but like, that yeah. it changed the world. Well, you're not allowed to have a fucking opinion unless it's connected to money. So. <laughs> God, if everybody just thought that, the world would be such a better place. <laughs> Well, I, I'm curious that that I like you, that train of thought. Like, you don't have to like everything. I mean, to me, it's like just a little bit to like it, but like, totally respect something. Like, 
feel like clean. Mm-hmm. I I don't like clean. I've never I've never liked clean. I tried to get into them just like ACDC and yeah. And you know what? They they do a lot of great things. They like have these big small pieces that like move different places and it's really cool, but I just don't like them. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. You don't like white houses, you suck. White houses rule. Well, I'm going to see Queen on Facebook, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you video after video of the and you better watch all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, what do you do? You guys have any other any thoughts about the like respect versus enjoy? I think metal. Like I have friends that love metal. Friend Avery, I think it's his favorite genre right now, mm-hmm. and he's always getting me to try to listen to metal songs. And uh, it actually made me respect that genre more. I mean, I never, I never, I still don't really like it that much. Like, I never was choose to listen to it. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just too much. Like, there's no musicality, in my opinion, but the technicality in it, though, is what I respect from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just some of these breakdowns and like the rhythms that all the instruments and drums included are doing the same thing, mm-hmm. the same amount of space in between the notes. It's just like everything's perfectly in time. It's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, definitely. But I just, that's true, but I mean, even the early metal, early metal, okay, so back at the early metal, like, Judas Priest and stuff, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive, I mean, I, I'd have trouble playing that myself, I'd have to really practice that, but I mean, it's not really a genre that I like that much. I'm really glad that you brought up that you're not necessarily in love with the Beatles, because I never grew up on the Beatles, and I don't like the Beatles that much, they've got some good stuff, but I don't think they're all that in a bag of chips like everyone else does. But my wife, that's her favorite band. Yeah. So she's just like absolutely appalled that I'm not in love with the Beatles <laughs> and that anybody doesn't love the Beatles. It just like blows her mind. I mean, it's but up, but it, it's just kind of... <laughs> I'm just glad that I found someone else. <laughs> yeah, like, the Beatles have like a... To me, they have... Their, their early stages like really like... If you want to listen to 60s rock band. Mm-hmm. Very good 60s rock band. I mean, sound quality wise, for 60s era, they have pretty good sound quality. It's not too you know, it sounds somewhat cool and mm-hmm. you know, problems and stuff. And they got that weird like natural mystery four phase that I'm kinda like, eh. you know. And then like Abbey Road, I thought Abbey Road was probably the best album. It sounds more like seventies, which who knows, nine or whatever when it came out, so it wasn't awesome. But then they had albums like like uh Let It Be, which I mean they already broke up at that point, but it's like bulky and it's they have a lot of different stuff. So Brady has a live album, and we listened to it the other day, and it's so hard to listen to because there is someone screaming 100% of the album. It is so annoying. That's why they stopped talking. I know. It's, I completely understand why. There's no way that could have been fun after the second like, time. You can't tour anymore because the fans are too loud. They like us too much. Let's it's just like, ah! like constantly throughout the entire album. I just, just I, one person crazy. following him around every show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Directly into the monitor. There must have been kids for a concert. Well, I, I think part of what um, made me think about that is I find myself, you know, playing. Um, now I'll use sort of like the, the grunge scene as an example. Um, to me, the grunge scene taught me like, 
you know, not necessarily that I don't need to tune my instruments or play with broken equipment, but, um, you know, what, what I hear and see as a performer from the stage, um, I might think, oh, well, you know, that was my, my B string was out of tune or my kick drum was too low or I didn't like the cymbal, how it came across. But, but that doesn't matter because maybe that's exactly what the audience needed. If they, if someone in, in the, someone that was listening to it enjoyed it, that's all. And, you know, it, that wasn't just grunge that taught me that. But I've played, I've played shows on gear that I didn't think sounded good. And people come up to me and say, hey, man, I really love your drumming. I'm like, well, okay, there's a disconnect for me. And like, I'm thinking, well, you know, the grunge scene was a scene that didn't sound great. Like, some of those cats don't tune their instruments. And that's fine, because it didn't matter. They played, people liked it. And that's one thing I took from it. Um, and things like that, you know, I may not like everything that country music has to say, but the way that they say it is very effective. And so that's something that I can take from it. Um, that's the respect I have for country music versus, you know, being, really being able to stomach it otherwise, you know. Um, it, it's funny, it's kind of something I was thinking about the other day is, you look at art over time, and there's kind of a period, just like you just strictly speaking about, like, let's say paintings, and then apply that to it other types of art mm -hmm. you kind of go through this period where these things these paintings and these artists were so so skilled at their craft that these paintings look like photographs mm -hmm. right and then you come across this other age of art where it's just like splashes on a canvas where it doesn't look like it takes much skill mm -hmm. but you know it speaks to someone and that's kind of the beauty of art but we also live in a day and age where the most talented person doesn't matter how talented it is if they don't have an audience or someone who appreciates it their work isn't really recognized. Yeah. And so we kind of have this, this world of it's popular to be successful. Mm -hmm. um, not to say that everybody who's, who's um, popular is not skillful, but mm -hmm. I just kind of was thinking about that the other day. I just thought it was, was kind of interesting to think about why that is. And I think that kind of goes along with the lines of you have to have an audience that has to speak to something. Yeah. You know? it, I, it, takes something it takes something different to... Uh, to make it, I think. It used to be like, you had to have a, a certain amount of talent, of course, certain amount of grit, certain amount of pluck, but now there's like, you need something even more because a lot of groups that are talented and write good music and play a good live show, um, you know, there's a million of those now and they can all receive the same accord that, you know, 20 years ago would have made you a living, but now it's like, oh, you're getting 600 views a month on YouTube. There's sort of there's got to be a next step um, to it. Just like, do you, do you think that's because of an emotional connection with the, the work, or what do you think the reason for that is? I think it's the availability for an emotional connection. Um, on top of the talent thing and the good product, um, you have to be a, you kind of have to be a relatable person. You know, this whole rock star uh, persona thing, this holier than thou, um, <clears throat> bigger than life. I, I think is kind of going away a little bit. Um, because since there's so much of that happening, there's so much talent and good music, you have to be able to be like, you know, have a, a great video where you're like playing the gnarliest solo ever, and then the next thing you see from that person is like, hey guys, I'm an actual person, you know, I eat cookies and stub my toe on my, on my you know, door frame or whatever. Yeah, you know? I, I agree with that, because I mean, how many new age guitar gods are there that you can name? Mm -hmm. The guitar gods I can name. Yeah. 90s to 
they were they seemed like you know life mm -hmm. now is just access to so much music even if they're amazing it's one of the best that they're what they're doing right now yeah and I think they'll just saying well you know a regular guy is really good but I don't see him as like a god mm -hmm. that I gotta we're not worthy, man. Yeah. Worthy. <laughs> Is that just because there's so much more selection? I think, yeah, we're just bombarded with like yeah. all of this advertising like from individuals now via social media. Mm -hmm. So we're just bombarded with it and we're kind of like all tapped off. We're all pseudo-immune to it. So now what we're seeing is like more people buying into, you know, they just want to feel like they're a part of something, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, everybody. Stadium shows. They may not have had so many bands to, to look at. They had they had beer or uh, Budweiser and Miller, you know. And now you have New Republic and Eighth Wonder, and you have all these things to choose from. It's not that the sales are decreasing; they're just being spread around right. more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I I had that exact thought. Like the, the whole craft brew thing, like that trend. I feel like it is happening, which is worrisome for me because mm -hmm. like. The, I mean, that actually probably connects a lot to what you're saying, too, is that emotional connection is yeah. when you buy these small things, yeah, you like the like, story behind it. You know, yeah, you like yeah, to know exactly. where it comes from, to feel it's like, like a, you're a part of something. So that's probably a lot what you're saying, too. Right? Yeah. Like, so uh, we go to booze sometimes, like, right? And it's cool because it's from where we're from, you know? And yeah. Like, good shit. It's not like piss water. And it's a fun atmosphere. So I feel like that's cool. Cool. Um, that. One of the one of the things I'm always curious about um, people that I have on on the show is like, um, and it sounds it, it, there's a kind of a, a barbaric way to ask question. Well, what do you want to do with music? Um, I, I think as a band, it's cool. I think as a band, we we all are aware we want to be a successful band and make money playing music and that kind of stuff. But um, I'm curious if you guys have um, any. Any more, uh, I guess, in-depth way to express your goals in music? For example, like, of course, on a, on a practical level, I want to be, I want to be successful and make money doing it, but I also, um, you know, and, and I write stuff that, that's not in a five-piece, you know, rock band. I write classical music, too, and a lot of that um, music uh, can, can move people and can evoke a certain emotion, and similar to how rock can but you know just a different set of people um, so one of my one of my goals is to like help people feel something either good or bad or maybe something that they've never felt or something just something if they haven't felt anything in a while like that's one of my goals is to sort of put put something out there that can be experienced um, and I'm curious it's, it's always cool to sit and talk with musicians about like what are your goals with, with music well, my answer is going to sound a whole lot more selfish than that answer. <laughs> no, I just play it because I, I like it. I enjoy it. Um, yeah, I'd like to one day, you know, make music doing it, but I do it now to 
be a creative outlet because mm -hmm. it's fun. I like being creative. I'm a creative person. I like I like doing things like that. In the job that I work now, I don't really have much of a creative outlet. So I do this because honestly, because I want to have fun. Yeah. You know, kind of simple as that. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely fun. Because otherwise, it being a pain in the ass, making <laughs> not making no money in the meantime would be. Right. Yeah. Well, that's right. Pain in the ass, so make this thing pain in the ass for you. Uh, it's gonna actually pay me more than money. Yeah, yeah. I'm so selfless. Well, playing, yeah, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I get your thing too. Like, no, I know, like when I was in when I was in high school and like college, I played in a couple musicals and everything. And mm -hmm. like, even playing bass now, I'm never in the spotlight really anymore. So I actually like being in a position where you're accompanying other people mm -hmm. and letting them have a good shot at their spotlight. Mm -hmm. You know, and if it weren't for like the rhythm section, you and I, for instance, I mean, like, you know, I'm totally fine with just camping in the background and letting these guys do, do their thing. Yeah. Everyone being watching them and stuff. Subconsciously, they're also paying attention to us because we mess up and mess everything up. Sure. So. <laughs> but I mean, like in the musical, like it's cool, like playing and then the drama, you know, the department and the whole crew and everybody, they have a good performance. You guys have a good performance. So right. they're able to do their thing. Everyone, you know, all the audience likes the whole thing. I mean, they're not really watching the pit, but they just do it. So, um, not necessarily, I guess I selfishly say this, but same, it's <laughs> basically the same reason, like, you know, we're boring, which is fun, so. Selfish? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, if I, I would much prefer to do this as a career, but, you know, if it doesn't work out that way, it's still fine. Well, I'll probably just keep doing this, mm -hmm. you know, I'll retire from work and probably still play music, so. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Right now. Quit guys. Work. I, I want to write different styles. Harry Styles? Lots of Harry Styles. A lot of One Direction influence in my life right now. <laughs> um, I'm supposed to keep a tally of boy band references. Oh, really? Yeah. Is this like Are a thing still that you do? Up, or? By the way, I was heartbroken. <laughs> yes. Does that happen a lot of, in your interviews? No, but I was talking with a friend and she was like... Is this like a drinking thing? <laughs> oh, if it is, let's just we'll just right. make sure we include them for the rest of the <laughs> boys. Yeah, it was more of a voice. New kids, kids on the black. Dude, block. Block. <laughs> New kids on the black. New kids on the block. What was it? LFO. That's some hidden shit. Right <laughs> Smash Mouth, a boy band. Mm, I mean, they're boys. <laughs> I think Hanson would be a boy band. They're the ones that do that. Mm -hmm. no, I know that one song. Oh, yeah. So that's that's, that's that the only song they ever sang. That is them. They do. They actually play instruments. They're actually pretty good. Does that good. mean they're not a boy band if they play instruments? I don't know. I don't know what the line is. There's no. I don't know. Wouldn't we be a boy band? You know? Are the Beastie we're, Boys we're considered a, a boy band? Boy band? <laughs> they have man boys in their name. That's a great question. What does it mean? Yeah, they are boys. They don't play instruments, so. Oh, also yeah. Jackson 5. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were literally the boy, the boy, boy band. band. Yeah. Little boy. Well, Beach Boys. Beach Boys. <laughs> 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 yeah. Here we are talking. Too soon, man. You know, Michael Jackson's Thriller album, for instance, I've never listened to that album. Like, I've heard Thriller. Yeah. I've heard Billie Jean. But, like, I bought that vinyl. Like, like last month, it was mm -hmm. not spring, there's like a story that I bought it there. It's a pretty damn good album. Yeah. Well, the reason why it's the best selling album of all time. 
like such an Alex. I know, thing. but I mean <laughs> to say it's it's, it's one of those things where like I never listened to them. And then what's the reason? What for what? You said there's a reason. I did. The reason oh, is you. Well, give us thirteen. <laughs> Why? I would like to refer listeners to my uh, episode, uh, pretty much dismantling and destroying certain reasons why. There's a little side reference there. Down the road, Anna, or across the street. Uh, oh. Let's uh, let's move on. That would uh, well. Okay. Does anybody else uh, see what we're on? Um, musical goals. Anybody? I mean, have anything? Yeah, I, I, I'm between both of you guys, I think, because, like, um, on, I want to express, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, yeah. that, that has to do with creativity, but it's also a little bit inspiration, you know? And I think, like, yeah, I think There is an actual cat in this room right now. In case is, you, yeah. you guys listening wondering. He's inviting, he's inviting John's hand. Ooh, an orange cat. Orange cat. Because Matt fucked with him. That's like a cat. It's still like, uh, it just it jumped on John. It's terrifyingly and accurate. Bit his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> he bit it off. He's got his shoulder is off. He's a nice guy. You guys just gotta watch it. Sorry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's why he's like that. He is kind of staring at me, though. So, like he's gonna bite my shoulder off. Anyway, it looks like Puss in Boots. Brad, you were talking about uh, expression. Oh yeah, so like, like on the band side of things, like creative, you know, mm-hmm. creative outlet. And I need that. Um, and then I teach uh, saxophone daytime, mm-hmm. and that's like, you know, the goal there is like I feel I'm music stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Life lessons I don't along those back home. Yeah, things. exactly. Like, I don't want to be in the room frustrated 30 minutes a day or a week of or like a year. Yeah. Yeah, so, of course. Um, so I think, yeah, so like music personally is like the best I can get to express. So mm-hmm. I guess like being inspired. Well, it's good. It's it's sort of twofold, and I could I could talk for literally weeks about uh, you know education, music education specifically. So I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, a little bit disenchanted with it at the at the moment, just because summer music lessons, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's that's sort of a, a good a good segue into my next thing. I really just have kind of um, two two more you know big things to talk about, and we can go down whichever road. Say something. I'm giving up on you. Right there. Right there. <laughs> that's, that's that's Matt, not the cat. That's the cat. Cat's, cat's gone. Done. Cat what a that's big me. disappointment. <laughs> that cat is so turned off. <laughs> hey, come here, buddy. Come here. That cat is like, like seriously dog. wags that tail like a dog. <laughs> I think it's so cool. Wow, I didn't notice that until now. I've never seen a cat wag its tail that way. Oh, look at that butthole <laughs> right in Brad's face. 
right. So a, a, a big thing that's sometimes it comes up just by uh, you know nature of lay down. It's fine. I <laughs> the cat just lay down on my nose. It's fine. I'll just I'll try it. Um, <laughs> F your notebook, bro. You can't, you can't get no respect. No respect at all. Um, I'm always interested in um, what I've started, and I don't know why I started calling it this, and it actually kind of hurts my soul a little bit, but I'm interested in hustle. Like, what? Some of you guys, like, you guys have full time jobs, um, you know, and I am doing the, the part time thing, getting ready to go to grad school, so, like, I haven't really started my full-time career, but I'm curious, um, you know, what you guys, I mean, I kind of know, but listeners probably are interested uh, to know, like, what do you guys do for your your full-time job, your, your living, and how does it sort of relate, if it does, to music, and how do you kind of balance stuff? I think that's always interesting to say. They want to book in here. Nerd alert. That's an accountant. Fucking counts numbers all day. That is not a nerd thing. He's a fucking accountant. That is not a nerd thing. Yeah, accounting doesn't really relate to music at all, but I at least get to listen to Spotify all day while I do tax returns for a living. So it at least helps me listen to new stuff all day. Is it taxing? <laughs> we left you some. You get your soundboard, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, that, so the the you guys with with you know full time sort of like big kid jobs. I hate calling them that, but you know, um, do you find that having something that's not music as a money making profession? Do you think that helps you as a musician? Like. Take it out of the uh, need to do it mode into the oh, want to do it mode. I can definitely attest. So I'm in another band, uh, and I'm not the singer in that one. But those Rogues guys, Rogues Among Us. Rogues are among them. So uh, those guys are all in a kind of similar situation to myself, where we're like not having a professional career job. Um, <clears throat> the most professional career job that one of us has is like a manager of a Whataburger um, and like he ma- he makes a good living and I'm not knocking that at all I'm just mm-hmm. saying that like you know a couple steps between that and engineer or accountant um, mm-hmm. so the environment in those rehearsals with that group and the environment in our rehearsals with this group very very different mm-hmm. so I can definitely say that it has a huge impact on how rehearsal is treated um, how the music itself is treated, and uh, beyond that, mm-hmm. um, that's actually one of the things I enjoy about like this group is they don't fucking take everything so seriously, you know. Yeah. And Rogues really does, but uh, you know, and and uh, that's that's neither that's neither a bad or a good thing. It's just very different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. 
part of what I like about this. Yeah. You know, but uh, y'all are a little more technical. Different. Y'all need, need totally different genre. But uh, it's a different genre, Matt. It's not as tangible. You know what I well, mean? That, so that is that is part of it. I, and I I want to say that like or approachable, I guess, is a better word. But ubiquitous, universal. <laughs> I, it's uh, and I agree, they're very different styles, and so that that sort of lends itself. But the, I think the environment of those two groups, um, Rogues versus Zero Detail, is um, you know, Rogues is putting out something. I I think. Like, we're going to sell this. This is going to be our live product. We're going to make money, support ourselves. Um, maybe not, if if not this, then that's sort of the end goal. I think for a, for a zero detail, um, we don't necessarily need to think of it that way. If we never sell a record, you know, the, the, the engineers and the accountants are going to eat just fine, you know. Um, but I, I will say I've, I've also sort of felt that personal, like, oh, man, like, if we don't play this show this month, we don't get those fans. I don't eat next month. You know, um, I'm kind of I'm sort of in the same um, same boat as as you know the the professional musicians, which is a you know like I said it's it's not a it's not a good or a bad thing. Um, I think if you're working, even if it's part time or um, you know contract work, working is working, and you're still trying to make it happen. But I think uh, that's, that's an interesting point, and there's that's. That is a good place to go um, for people listening. Because, like, I'm in a band. Um, I'm trying to decide whether or not I should quit my full time job and do music full time. Should I make money at that? Or I'm working seven part time jobs to try and make this. Should I just try and make uh, music work? Um, you know, I. You know, I'm I'm curious again what 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 you guys uh, with the regular jobs um, kind of think about that environment what like how music plays that role for you guys i mean for me it makes it more precious actually because like work for me is just boring but it does pay for you know food and you know base stuff and everything it pays for like want to get new equipment for the band it pays yeah. for that um it makes me yeah but it makes all that more i'm more appreciative of it because it's not work, yeah. so I feel like I enjoy it more. I'm not so worried about like it's, it doesn't become work, right? Like, what you were saying earlier about you know people would like say you're professional musicians, they don't have a ton of money, and like if they don't play this gig, not gonna eat tomorrow, for instance. I mean, you can still enjoy it, but when you have like in my situation, you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry in it. Yeah, yeah there, there's probably a whole different feel when you're up on that stage between the two people. Yeah. Because I don't feel anything but Less ab pressure. absolute joy when we're up there. Mm -hmm. It's just such a freaking blast. Yeah. That Darwin show was, I had yeah, so yeah. much fun. Yeah, you even got the stage when you were on. Yeah, you made some people chug their drinks. That's right. That was cool. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> that was a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I, there's, there's definitely pros and cons. I think maybe one of the cons is that. Um, Maybe you're not putting 100% into it, but at the same time, it allows you to provide a lot more things to the band. Um, it makes the, the whole process more fun, and it, it makes it more enjoyable, it also and it provides a lot more for the band. Yeah. It also makes things more fluid. Yeah. Uh, decisions don't, they're not so weighty. They're not so yeah, I was going to say, we don't rush we, into things as much, because it can take more time to do Actually, 
what happens is the opposite. You don't, we don't worry as this group, we don't worry about decisions so much that it puts pressure on us and then we don't make the decision. Yeah. We just make a decision because it doesn't, it's not going to change like the end of the world for us, yeah. you know? And it's cooler that way. Like, that's, I mean, maybe, maybe no, I, I feel I, like things made quick, but I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I think being able for for if at least most of the men working at a given decision at face value and not putting some sort of um, extra weight. Yeah, it's it's the ex, that extra weight, and you know, even for for people who are pro musicians, there's there's a time where like some people do that, like this is my work, I'm going to be a professional musician. That's I sort of I do sort of feel like that's true. Like I could say that in so many words, but that's not what I feel like. If I didn't have a blast doing it, I wouldn't be able to put up with the stress of I gotta play this gig or I won't eat, you know. Because um, some people are that way; they're making plenty of money playing music, and but it's still just like a boring day job to them. Um, and so that's and that's 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 kind of um, kind of what I thought, and that's that's the vibe I, I sort of feel is like this is. This is fun, but to me that speaks to that speaks to y'all's dedication to your art because you don't have to be good at your instrument. There's there's nothing there's nothing in it for you other than being good and having what comes from that. You know, if you sucked and the band fell apart, no big deal. Yeah. But it doesn't suck and it gets better and like that's that's cool. That's that to me means something. Yeah. I actually wonder if it get if it'll get to the point ever like say if we do get successful and like Know, get trying to play like at a festival or something, but we have to do they become more frequent sort of thing mm -hmm. where it starts putting pressure on us. Like, you know, then John's gonna kick us all out and offer oh, yeah. it's better. That's I have no, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I've never kicked anybody out of my I'm a very Um, okay, we'll do, so I'm just going to see what else is going to hear my, I like to have my pretty pink notepad that I've been seeing in every episode. There's a cat on it. Um, is that also like a drinking game? You kind of mention <laughs> the pink notepad, you got to take a shot? I don't it is know. now. <laughs> so I, I don't want to, I don't want to be the For those of you shot. listening, here's a couple of tips for the next time you listen to this podcast to make it more fun. <laughs> there needs to be a... Guess what color John's cat is. Oh, All right, take five good. seconds to should, think about it. We should reveal it in the next episode, or at the end of the episode, maybe. I don't know. Or right now, and if they get it right, they have to drink. And if they get it wrong, they have to drink, too. Okay, there you go. Uh, the, the hat is green. It's a green blue. Yeah, dude, Which is guess. It? It's, well, it's kind of in between. What, John, what is it? It's like an it's aqua. Kind of dark, yeah, aqua? Dark, yeah, it's kind of dark. Yeah. Teal. It's same thing. Yeah, we'll say. It's, it's greenish, like bluish. Green with little blue spots, maybe. Is green, blue, or blue, maybe? Uh, is it yellow? <laughs> Let's agree. If that's the color of the hat, is objectively not yellow. Just think of it that way. And it looks like a blue and green version of uh, white and orange when you change the snow on Halloween. That's what the that black and white dog snow. is. The snow. What is that? What would you call it? What is it called? Not what I call it. But it's <laughs> called snow. <laughs> I was kind of, he explained that. I was like, hey, real good. Why not? 
We're going to learn today. It's a uh, screen name. That's what it looks like. Right. You know what else? You know what else is a really cool band name? Zero Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> oh golly, that's a deep cut. And uh, if you want another story to that, you can just ask. It's not. Or you can come to our next show and we'll tell you. Come to our next show and we'll tell you. Or we'll just. Oh, we'll tell you. Um. So the last, um, the last. Uh, I don't want to say it's a topic necessarily. Um, I think a very important person for all of us is, uh, is Joanne. And I think the, the role of a manager, it, momager, whatever her role is. Yeah. And I think she's basically just our mom. Yeah, pretty much. Sorry to all our actual moms, but Joanne has uh, just stepped in. Um, and you guys um, probably even didn't, didn't know or maybe didn't, uh, aren't, aren't aware of how, before I actually joined, like how much I was talking with Joanne and catching up. I went to school with Joanne um, up at Sam. And we knew each other vaguely just through like music, Greek life and marching band and stuff. But um, it was really cool to, to catch up with her. I'm sure you guys can, uh, can attest, like she's a very, uh, I guess I guess it really all just just go back to like a mom kind of thing. She's a very nurturing person. She she listens and um, you know reacts really well and is pretty quick to pretty quick to respond. And that's one of the things that I was like, okay, this is cool. And I was talking to her about um, booking a Carthy show with with you guys for the EP release at, at Fitz, and that's when I sort of reconnected with her. Um, and it was it was so cool that like. One of the things is she was super, um, super personable, super friendly, and we caught up immediately. But she was also very professional, and was when I was like, okay, let's let's talk business. She was like, okay, boom, switches flipped. Here's all the dates. Here's the times. Here's all the people involved. I'm like, sweet. This is exactly how it should be. You know, there's um, there's there's no room for someone in that capacity to not be at least as, as good as she is. I'm not saying she's bad, but like like any less I feel like would would leave would leave her wanting. Um and so I I just I'm curious how and it might be I'm I'm assuming it's probably through rogues, but um uh, curious how Joanne's relationship with y'all got started before. I knew her from school too. Mm -hmm. So uh I don't remember. Uh, I know we were talking about it. And uh, I know Mark and I were talking about it for Rose, but uh, Rose was dragging her feet about making it cool. And I was like, okay, we're cool. Whatever we do. Mm -hmm. um, and then I don't remember which, which of us had decided first, but um, that was how it started. Yeah, I think you just texted one day, hey, I got this friend that wants to do this sort of thing for a living, so she'll do it for free for a little bit. What do you guys think about having a manager? And we're like, all right. <laughs> that sounds pretty much. Yeah. Like that. That's exactly Army what I'm talking about. Like, that's a pretty big decision that we were just like, you know, let's try it out. You know, like, Rogue's really sat on it. Yeah. Really sat on it. I mean, if she was willing to do it for free, at least you could do this yeah. through a trial period. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and it kind of, to me, it was, it was cool because um, I feel like 
having recently stepped away from another project and into this one was an incredibly smooth transition and could very easily not have been in a lot of ways. Like it could have been um, personalities grading or it could have just been, um, you know, times missing, like could have missed a rehearsal or, but, but the communication was there. That was, um, it was all very, um, by sort of, I guess, by the book. Um, I, I, I think it's cool. Uh, do you, I think to, to sort of zoom out and make it a little bit more applicable, what do you guys think of to, as far as, and we've talked at length about this, but like having a manager, once you, once you get a band together, once you have a product in it and you have a, you know, some practical need for it, what do you, what do you guys think um, about having a manager, someone not, someone that's not a musician in the band sort of taking care of something? I think it's pretty good because we all have ideas, but they kind of maybe see her as a moderator in a sense. But she has a different viewpoint. We're all, you know, yeah. like we're in a circle right now. Maybe she's just right outside the circle watching us, and then she steps in and gives us further advice on what to do, or you know, helps drive the band in a way. But we we went through a trial period with Joanne. She's done such a good job, and we're paying her now. Mm -hmm. um, we we want to you know, do this with her. And it, I think I think we all think she does a great job, and yeah. she really helps us out a lot. Um, so awesome. I think most like <clears throat> people who would like tell you what's best for your band would say that it's really early for us to have a manager. I think she fills a lot of roles that are a little bit uh, maybe untraditional for a manager, mm -hmm. but they're roles that really help us. So, um, I was supposed to be answering this question. Yeah, no, it, it does. I, I don't remember what your question was now, but <laughs> whatever. Well, it's just like, is, do you think it's it's a positive thing? Yeah, to definitely. Like, the, I think it's a positive especially thing. Especially like sure. scheduling and stuff and booking, none of us want to. Yeah, that's yeah. like to me. That's like the, the work part of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She focuses on that. She does the shitty work. For us yeah, she does. Have to. <laughs> Mom, give me my, my spoon. Ma, <laughs> 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 It's no different. Yeah, yeah. We all have personality. We also speak Spanish. Words, so. <laughs> Very poorly. So it's un like she's teaching us. Taquito. <laughs> See, I just say un taquito, but that's because I'm fat. <laughs> no, you just like taquitos. Um, <laughs> I think it's, it's for, for people listening, if you if you have somebody that you trust um, that's that's more organized than you, then let it be a, let it be a third party like making some decisions and um, I, I think, like Brad was saying, like for, she does some things that are not traditionally manager roles. I think it's also good for that position to sort of evolve. Like, if your manager can be your friend and like be friendly and relatable and not like a busy business person who doesn't ever talk about anything else, I think you should you should go for that. That's something that's a positive thing. Um, you yeah. know and. Hire Joanne. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would say that something that, that helped us for sure was um, after the trial period, 
kind of sitting down and talking with her and defining kind of what the rules are because that position for everybody is going to be different, mm-hmm. what their needs are. So uh, if we're giving people advice, I would say talk about it amongst yourself before you have someone come on. Figure out what it is you need help with and why, and then try and find someone who will meet those goals and kind of come up with an agreement and an outline before before they start working because that'll help the relationship that you guys have grow and flourish. And that's kind of what we said earlier is kind of be upfront. Um, but now that we've sit down and, and talked to Joanne about it all, I mean, heck, even before that, I mean, it was working out great, but we just ourselves didn't really kind of have a clear idea of what we needed or wanted from a manager and we mm-hmm. just kind of had to come up with that on our own. Um, probably would have been better if we did sooner, but I mean, it still worked out great. And, and yeah, a manager has definitely been super beneficial and Joanne's, Joanne's helped us out quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's, it's an important um, discussion to have. And I think even if, you know, somebody has just like a three-piece, real simple something, just, and if nothing else, just have somebody to talk to that's not like in your band. It's like having a friend when Band-based. you have a girlfriend or something. A therapist, I mean, yeah. yeah I, I'm an advocate and a huge advocate of, of therapy in, in general. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, and I think it's important, um, especially now to, uh, from, for where we, we are as a band to, to mention Joanne and that, that I feel very, very thankful for her and that she's a big part of the reason why I'm, I even found you guys, you know, was able to, <coughs> excuse me, just join up. I once was lost, but now I'm still lost. Thanks, Joanne. <laughs> Strong yep. words from a strong man. I'm going to say it over here. Hang on. Bye. Thank you. Good organizing. I'm going to say it next week. I'm going to say it next week. I'm going to say it next week. I'm going to say it next um, so I did, I mean, the, the, I know, just click stop. <laughs> I don't, uh, um, if you get all to four, you hear it makes the podcast go faster. And <laughs> you get all to four on a oh, Mac. You have a Mac in here. You don't really oh, you think it's Steve Jobs Black Magic? I don't, I don't mess with that Apple Watch battery. Computer. computer that doesn't crash when I turn it on. I just I wanna I wanna open the you know, it's 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 you know kind of feeling like it's coming to a natural close and that's cool. Um, these things can go on forever and I don't the, the conversation um, between bandmates are really, it shouldn't really ever stop. But you know, for a practical idea, a podcast should be, you know. Not not the longest thing that anyone's ever happened. Are you going to share with the class? We mm-hmm. could have an on-air cookie toast. Can I do that? What did you say? A cookie toast. Later, I take a bite. That's, I mean, we're all going to take a bite. Can do it. Okay, never mind. I'm going to make we still do it. We can take a bite, and then we do it. <laughs>
gave Justin uh, out. Um, you need to make some more cookies, Stevie. Shout out to Thanks Stevie for, cookies, for making Stevie. the cookies. Yeah. Well, She's also my girlfriend. Well, well, she's a pretty cool person. I do. Th- I, I mean, it should kind of go without saying if if you have a significant other and you're in a band, don't neglect them if if at all possible. Um, if it, <laughs> he takes uh, really good pictures of us as well at all of our shows. So yeah, yeah. All yes. my profile pictures on Facebook are courtesy of Stevie. Stevie does great work in pictures. And the cookies are good too. And uh, no, I. I, I <laughs> <laughs> wait, Matt, I thought you made these cookies. Yeah, wait. These are from me, you guys. Right, Stevie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. If, if you are going to neglect your significant other, at least feed them cookies. But uh, no. <laughs> don't, let them, don't let them come Every now and then. <laughs> If you don't have the visual, Stevie's being kept in a cupboard, and we have granted her one cookie. It won't smack real loud for the podcast. It makes it um, makes it feel really uh, at home. I really hate this. It's actually kind of gross, and I might just this make it better or worse, Brad. Way better. I might throw Eat it off your toe. Little compressed. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I sort of wish that that didn't oh, happen, and I'm God. glad it happened at the same time. Um, I just, I really love grossing Brad out more than things will gross me out. So he just ate a cookie between his two toes. Not yet. He's about to. Now he is. You make it sound like I only have two toes, Brad. I have a full <laughs> set of normal feet. He's got seven What's toes. That's fine. Um, but as we're um, kind of tastes like toe. as we're descending deeper into our cookie into like, stupor, how many toes do you eat? Cookies and jam. <laughs> like how we have just completely ignored you. <laughs> yeah, you were saying. I'm sorry. I just I shocked them. I it's shocked fine. them severely. Y'all are gonna be dicks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I, people, it's it's fine. Uh, no, I just, I want to I want to thank you guys for you know for. Being on the on the show, and I think there's we talked about a lot of really cool stuff, and that um, I, th- I think it it helps. I I learned a little bit about the band and a little bit more about you guys, and um, it's really cool to be able to sit down and have a conversation where we're like, you know, eating cookies and then talking about what music means to us, and then you know, talking about petting a cat, and then talking about writing songs. That's, eating that's, again, eating. There it is. Oh, yeah. cooking. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, for real, thank you guys. I, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. I like how that's what you tried to do at first. <laughs> I, well, I was trying to turn the media volume on, and then, it, of course, it tested it. Of course, like, I,